0: Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. CashandCarryKitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie I'm delighted to be joined on the line now from London by journalist and author Bryony Gordon to talk about her new book, Mad Woman, how to survive in a world that thinks you're the problem. Bryony, good morning.
1: Good morning, Claire. How are you? I'm
0: very well. Thank you very much. I stayed up very late last night and over the last couple of nights reading uh, your book and I'm just fascinated to delve into your world and you've you've placed yourself in this position where you talk about the most intimate things that happen to you and so many people rely on you now for support with their own experiences and i'm wondering how that feels for you because you've gone through difficult times of late and yet people expect you to be their champion
1: well i think i think i've you know i've written about my experiences with OCD and addiction and eating disorders. And I think what I'm trying, you know, the the reason I first wrote about these things about 10 years ago was, it was kind of out of desperation because I heard that other people had these things, but no one ever sort of said, you know, no one admitted it. And so I wrote my first book, uh, my first book about mental health, Mad Girl is a kind of way to go, if you have this thing too, please, it's like come and congregate around the book and we can know that we're not mad or we are mad, but we're not bad. (laughs) Um, And so, but like, so what I've tried to do, I think we have this idea, don't we? Of like, there has to be a neat narrative. We want everything to be like a movie. So there's like a neat beginning, middle and end, you know? And it's like, we expect you know real people to kind of face their demons down or whatever and then triumph over adversity and walk off into the sunset and mm-hmm. live happily ever after and of course that isn't what happens and so i think i'm trying to kind of show the reality of recovery you know from mental illness and mental health issues because a lot of these things are really baked in you know over years like i'm sure there are lots of people listening who you know we don't we still don't have adequate mental health care across the world you know and so these things get really engaged ingrained and you don't just kind of cure them with a pill and then it's all like fine and dandy for the rest of your life
0: yeah and uh, the mad in the title of the book mad woman it's it's not mad Mm. in the classical sense you're angry here and you say that you've only recently felt able to be angry about what's been going on in your own life
1: yeah, I think a lot of the ways I've come to with it is I think a lot of mental illness is really appropriate, actually. And by that, I mean, I think that a lot of these things, depression, anxiety, I mean, all mental illnesses are kind of your brain's quite sophisticated way of telling you something's not right in your life. And um, I think a lot of us are sort of gaslit and made to feel like we're the problem. That is that is why the subtitle is, you know, how to survive in a world that wants you to think you're the problem. And I think especially with women, you know, Um, we can see it just with all the problems you know the problems people have you know people have encountered with uh, menopause on hormonal links between mental health and how it's always dismissed and it's only recently we've started talking about this stuff properly and I felt like I really wanted to write a book about why that sort of soothed people and said if you're feeling this that's okay and actually it's not just okay it's probably appropriate and I sort of I worked that out during the pandemic when I was really depressed, and but it was the first time in my life I looked around and I felt like everyone else was depressed too, and Mm -hmm. and of course we were, of course we were because, it you know we were all locked down and that was the kind of appropriate way to be, and so it started to make me feel like, "Mm, what if the quote unquote mad among us are actually the most sane? They're the people who are showing. That there's something wrong in the world, and you know, and, and we know that a lot of um, mental health outcomes are really heavily linked to you know income, poverty, race, all of these kind of
0: things which show up in inequalities. You know, and, and also that basic thing which I really enjoyed your description of how we were brought up and what we saw. You know, the, the women around us trying to make themselves smaller by eating less yeah. and denying themselves all of the time. I mean. How are any of us normal? Inverted commas.
1: Yeah, I did really feel that. I mean, I've my whole life is you know eating disorders, and it's you know it surprised me. You know, I, I during the pandemic, a very a binge eating disorder became a thing, and I didn't even really know it was a thing. You know, I'd experienced bulimia in my twenties, and I thought because I was binging but not purging, it was somehow okay. And, um, you know, and of course it wasn't, and it's, it's, a, it's a really serious illness, but the more I looked into sort of diet culture and how ubiquitous it is, I thought, cause it's a miracle any woman knows, you know, like has had any periods of normal eating.
0: Mm -hmm. And you felt guilty then for seeking help from, well, you had uh, Peter, who was your regular therapist, but then you had access to Naomi as well because you were speaking to her about uh, research in a professional sense. And that's another part of it, that you feel guilty about using the resources that are at your disposal to help you.
1: Yeah, I think also we still, I mean... I've still, you know, the, the, the kind of abiding symptoms of most mental illnesses is that they tell you that you don't have them and you're just, you're just a bad person, do you know what I mean? And so I think we, when we're in them, it's very hard to reach out for help and accept that we need help and that we deserve it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that was very much my experience, even as a mental health campaigner, you know, even with all the knowledge I have of mental illness, you forget it all when you're in it and I you know I do think I want to write books like this because I want to show people that just as you if you had a chronic health condition you would probably have help over your life you know it's the same with chronic mental health conditions and you know you need different people for different things and, and hopefully one day that will be seen as the norm but it's not right now.
0: You um, talk as well about your own experience of early menopause and you realised how important the public conversation that started in recent years around the topic led by people like Davina McCall, who we've spoken to on the programme here. But I did see uh, on on Instagram and on other social media, there appears to be a bit of a pushback against that now with women saying, stop marketing the menopause at me. I've I've had enough. Mm. Do you think that we strike that balance correctly?
1: I don't don't think it's possible to have balance because it's been so, uh, we've been so quiet about it for so long that you sort of have to veer right to the other extreme, right? To kind of come back to the middle. Mm. But I do think, I also have this thing, and it's very interesting how older women as well, I hear, not, not all but some you know they talk about oh you know your generation you know i sailed through the menopause and i think well that's great for you but not every not every woman of your generation sailed through the menopause and i know that from my inbox when i write about it right and um I do think as well, if men went through the menopause, it would be the only thing we were allowed to talk about. There'd be like, <laughs> there'd be telly shows presented by like Jeremy Clarkson or whoever, you know, testing out the latest HRT. Or, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, uh, so I will keep banging on about it because for me, it was, it's not just the menopause, it really highlights the issue of hormones and mental health Mm -hmm. and how absolutely crucial they are. Because I first developed obsessive compulsive disorder when I was 12, which was obviously just before I got my period. Um, When I was pregnant, um, I was very, very unwell mentally. I was under psychiatric care. And, you know, it now turns out we think it's because of the progesterone. I'm kind of allergic to progesterone. One in 20 women are progesterone intolerant, you know, and it has terrible effects on their mental health. You know, this is what we now call PMDD. But you know it it's it, this is all stuff that i'm sure one day we'll look back and go i can't believe they didn't like they just didn't think to kind of look into that mm-hmm. or discuss it but the impact it's had on my mental health over my life is huge you know i, I you know my Yeah, so I I just kind of want to shout for people that can't.
0: Mm -hmm. And I really admire that you continue to shout and you continue to campaign and and gather people to you. Because, again, that struck me when I was reading your book, how difficult that must be when you're not having an easy time yourself to maintain that campaign.
1: Yeah, I definitely think like the last few years have been quite they were tough because i was going through some stuff but also because i felt like oh i'm a public face a mental health campaigner like people want to see that you're happy they want to see that you're okay you know they don't want to see that things aren't great and also i kind of went into this very kind of almost gaslighting myself you know where i was like people have had enough of your mental health issues you need to just get over them briny um and of course that (laughs) that in itself is a symptom of depression right Mm. um so it is it is complicated, but I've come to the place where I'm, I need to talk about this stuff because there are still, you know, despite us thinking everyone can talk about mental health now, that is just not the case. There will be people listening right now who are deep, deep, deep in mental health issues, you know, and, and having to put on like a million different masks every morning just to get up and out of the house, you know. We have this notion of the mentally ill as people kind of rocking back and forth in a padded cell, and it can be that. But it's also lots of people, you know, who are having to face the day and they're dying inside, you know. And I write for these people who are, you know, are having to kind of... Pretend that everything's okay when deep down it's not, you know. And we're all better off for talking about this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. When, and you write about recovery not being a linear process, rather than mm. the mess that we encounter as we try to get better. So, for yourself, where are you in that process now?
1: Uh, I mean, right now, I'm I'm fi- I'm quite tired from <laughs> that's good. I'm aware of it, you know. I don't think we have this notion of happy don't we and happy is great obviously but it's not um it's not achievable all the time and so I'm very aware that you know I can cycle through several different emotions in a day now do you know what I mean and it's it's it all passed this too shall pass right yeah. and so I'm good right now and um, I don't take that for granted and I try and enjoy the good moments because I know they will pass as well and but I'm you know I'm here I'm functioning and And, you know, as long as I'm able to do that, I will talk about this stuff for the people that
0: aren't. And you're doing this amazing challenge in April, two marathons, 70 (laughs) miles from Brighton to London in two weeks. Oh, what am I doing? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. But, you know, you've signed up for it, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to run the Brighton Marathon. Then I'm going to run the distance between Brighton and London over over two weeks. And then when I get to London, I'm going to run the London Marathon. And this is all to A, raise money for mental health mates, which is the amazing peer support uh, network out there where people get out and move for their mental health. But it's also to show that exercise is for everyone. And, um, you know, when you stop doing it for the way it makes you look and you start doing it for the way it makes you feel, it's really transformational. And it has been for me. It's been one of the key, uh, most important, like, tenets of my mental health, I suppose, is running, CrossFit, all sorts of stuff.
0: Well, Brian, best of luck with it. And the book is, is so enjoyable. It is uh, out now. It's called Mad Woman. And it is really funny, <laughs> along with everything thank else you, that, love. That, that it brings with it. So thank you so much for talking to us. It's called Mad Woman, how to survive in a world that thinks you are the problem, published by headline. And if you've been affected by anything we've just discussed, please do, do go to rt.ie forward slash helplines for help and advice.